I'm Mindy Jensen. And I'm Carl Jensen. And this is the Mindy and Carl on Money Show, where we talk about what happens after you reach financial independence and some of us quit our jobs. On this episode of the Mindy and Carl on Money Show, Carl and I sit down to talk about the responses that we received from that episode of the Ramit Show. But before we get started, let's take a quick break. We love using Empower to keep track of our net worth, including our investments and bank accounts. It's a completely free service that automatically updates your numbers, giving you an instant financial snapshot. Go to mindyonmoney.com slash empower to sign up today. That's mindyonmoney slash empower to sign up today. That's mindyonmoney.com slash empower to sign up today. Do I talk too fast? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. I'll talk slower. Don't talk too slow. Okay, and we're back. You're a Karen. What? Well, I don't actually think you're a Karen, but one of the commenters on Ramit called you a Karen. I'm not a Karen. I wasn't a Karen on the episode. I know. What what does Karen exactly mean? What's an example of a Karen? That lady from the the John and Kate plus eight. They should call them Kates, not Karens. What did she do? She just wasn't a very pleasant person. She would get really upset over the the smallest things. Like, I want to speak to your manager is a Karen comment. Okay. Huh. I don't know where that comment came from. So let's ignore that one. But (laughs) today we are going to talk about some of the other interesting comments we received from the Remit episode. And just tell the audience again what day that episode was released? That was episode 108 of the I Will Teach You To Be Rich podcast that aired on June 20th, 2023. Okay, let's get into it. Do you want to start? Yeah. So we woke up to this episode being released and there were, we were in Hawaii then, weren't we? Yeah, I think so. And there were all sorts of comments. People were reaching out to us, but some of the comments on social media that we saw right away were comments like, this isn't a problem or wow, it must be nice to have this problem. And okay, I get it that not everybody is in the same situation as we are and spending money doesn't happen to be a problem for a lot of people. That wasn't the target market for this episode. And what we discovered is that we actually started getting a lot of text messages and a lot of emails and a lot of DMs on social media saying, I have this problem too. Thank you so much for sharing this. Now, normally I don't read the comments in the comment sections on anything that we do because they don't tend to be nice. People, they're called keyboard warriors and they they hide behind their keyboard and they just make nasty comments with no regard for the person that is reading them about whom they are talking. So I typically avoid the comments because they just kind of wreck your whole week. But I swallowed my pride for you, my dear listeners, and I went to the YouTube video that Ramit released, and I read through the comments, and what was shocking to me was that they were overwhelmingly positive. Thank you so much for sharing this. Just like the emails and uh, text messages that we received from people that we know in the community, people commenting on the, the YouTube channel were very very supportive and very positive. Hey, this is something that nobody is talking about in the fire community. And I think they're right. This is a problem that I have too. 
I have saved up all this money and now what? Yeah, I agree. And there's one thing Ramit did not talk about. We'll save this for later in this show that someone hit on in the comments that I think is super important. I think we'll save that one for last, but that one is one of my favorites because I think it's the ultimate good problem to have. And I think many of us in the FI community are going to have this problem because of the conservative way we manage our money. Uh, should we get into the first comment? Yes. So one that stuck out just as such an eye-opener said, if spending is hard for them, can you imagine how hard it is for spenders to become frugals? <laughs> and as somebody who has always been frugal, I've never thought of it that way. But yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine how hard it must be for somebody who is used to just spending everything that they make to stop. Yeah, this comment really hit me hard because one thing I've been thinking about lately is when I discovered fire, I thought it was the most awesome thing ever. Holy cow, I don't have to work for the rest of my life. But yeah, it was so good. It was, <laughs> it was an epiphany. It was probably one of the most life-changing days of my life. But the thing is, the thing I have to acknowledge is what you alluded to. We were already savers. We already had a significant net worth because we were saving money. We just, and investing. Yeah, and investing. I think we had we had over $500,000 in just investments at the time at significant home equity, but we didn't know what we were saving for. So back to this comment, there was no lifestyle upheaval. We knew we could make this change in the future to not have to work anymore. But if you're asking people to stop spending and suddenly become frugal, you're asking them to upend their life. And the, the thing I've always thought is, why don't other people just embrace fire? It's so obvious. And and it, like everyone should do this. But I never thought about it from this perspective, that their whole life is going to have to change. And it's going to have to change pretty quick if they really want to do this. Right. And it's it's a complete upheaval, whereas ours was more like, you're already doing everything. Now you have a reason for it, which didn't make it difficult for us at all. Yeah. So I have a, a whole new respect for people who aren't like us. And I don't know how that comment sounds. It's snotty, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm snotty. I'll own it. But I just like from the time I was young, when I was five, I wanted to ring doorbells shovel people's driveways and save the money. And I don't know why. It was probably just out of a fear mindset, actually, which isn't that healthy either. But that's always how I was. If you weren't like that, you're going to have different struggles. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that was a really good point. I really like that comment. And I'm glad for the commenter. I didn't actually write down who made these comments, but I'm really glad for the commenter who said that. Before we get off this comment, is there any advice you'd give to someone who said, I discovered FI, but we are spenders. We like our stuff. How do we even get started with this? What would you tell them? Watch Playing With Fire, the documentary, or read the book in the movie. And I, I don't remember if this is also in the book, but in the movie, Scott Ricken says to his wife, Taylor, make a list of your top 10 things. And she listed out things like good dark chocolate and good wine and spending time with her husband and spending time with her baby. And he said, okay, on this list, you don't even mention going to the beach. 
but we're paying exorbitant rent to to live near the beach. Maybe we should change this and so we can focus on the things that matter and not really look so much at the the things that aren't making your top 10 list. So if you are a spender and you want to reform, make a list of the things that really matter to you. What do you enjoy spending your time doing? And it doesn't mean that you can't spend any money, but how much are you spending versus like, where are you spending versus where are your goals and and your values? And if you really, truly love a good cup of coffee, have a good cup of coffee, but don't have 50 good cups of coffee or learn to make it at home or, you know, look for ways to really cut back on expenses. And we interviewed Liz Frugalwoods on episode 10 of the Bigger Pockets Money podcast. And she talks about, maybe it was episode eight, uh, one of the early ones. She talks about how when she discovered financial independence, she said, oh, we're going to take everything out of our life. And they did. And that first month was like, whoo, everything's gone. This sucks. We want to add some things back in. They didn't add everything back in. They added some things back in. And then they looked for ways to make each one of the things that they wanted back in their life less expensive. So she used to take yoga classes. She cut it out. She missed it and discovered that if she got to yoga 20 minutes early and checked people in, she got a free class. Great. If that's something that you can do, perfect. You can still keep the things that you love and spend an extra 20 minutes checking people in. So look for ways to make things less expensive that really mean a lot to you. Don't take everything out of your life all at once because then it's going to be miserable and you're not going to stick with it. That's a wonderful tip. This shouldn't be about deprivation. If something is really important to you and brings joy and happiness to your life, you should definitely find a way to keep that thing in your life, even if it's something like a car. If it's important to you, find a way to make that a part of your life, but cut out the things that may not be so important. This could be a whole episode and probably will be a future episode. So <laughs> well, let's move on to the next question. This one's a little bit harsher. Harsher, but in a positive way, I yeah, think. Well, they said, this is honestly so sad. If you're pursuing anything with such intensity, focus, and drive, you have to think about the after. It happens to athletes and politicians, and it's happening to them. Phi is a great goal, but it's important to practice moderation and actively think about the things you want to do with the accumulated wealth. Live like no one else, etc. Well, I definitely do not want to live like them. And that's valid. We don't want to live like us either. That's why we went on the show. If you're pursuing anything with such intensity, focus, and drive, you have to think about the after. And we didn't. We never thought about the after. We only thought about the goal. Well, what happens when you get there? That's just like retirement. When you're, you're working towards retirement, I guess it's kind of the same thing. People think about quitting their job. What are you going to do after? How are you going to spend your time? How are you going to spend your days? Like we didn't... We didn't really think about what happened afterwards. So I, I think that's a really great point. And I don't take it as a negative. It is sad the way that our relationship with money is. And to be clear, this episode came out six months ago. It was recorded last March, March, 2023. We've made big improvements. We've been talking about money. I mean, we talk about money all the time, but we've been talking about it. We've been having conversations. We've been 
loosening our purse strings. Some things feel great. Some things are like, nah, I don't need to spend money on that again. Like it didn't do anything for me. So we're getting better. Yeah. We were the dog that caught the car and didn't know what to do with it after we caught it. I like this. me a dog? No. I said, we, you know, that the saying, whatever. I'm the dog. <laughs> You're the bull. I don't know. That's not better. No, that isn't any better. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. If I was, if I wasn't so lazy, I'd cut that out, but. Our podcast is real. You get to hear all of our commentary, so I probably won't cut this out. <laughs> this is what separates us from the really, really good podcast. <laughs> but we're genuine. Okay, so I like this comment a lot, but I have one issue with it, and it's with one specific word. Do you know what the word I have an issue is? No. So he or she says, you have to think about the after, and I don't like the word after. I think you have to think about the during. You can't just... Oh. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. just accumulate this money in hopes of a better life or big changes after the money, after you've you have the money. You need to live a good life no matter where you are, and that includes the accumulation phase. So you shouldn't just be saving tons of money with this hope that it's going to make your life suddenly better when you get to this goal, because it won't. I know from experience, your life will be better, but you might not be any happier. And you have to work on the problems and you have to work on the things that are making you unhappy throughout the whole journey. You can't just save the stuff up until the end. So don't focus on the after, focus on the right now, the current day, the current moment. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Should we get to the next one? Okay. This is a lot like hoarding. They collect money out of fear. What was once financial responsibility may have crossed the line of obsessive control. Very similar behavior as hoarding. And again, you're not wrong, sir or ma'am, whoever wrote this comment. I think they have a good comment here. It is hoarding. But another thing that is probably specific to me is it's a game to me. I like to see the numbers go up. I like to pay attention to some of our investments. We, we don't watch any TV. I can't remember the last thing we watched on TV besides maybe five minutes of a football game. But I like watching the numbers and it's kind of fun to follow some of these companies and see what they're doing. I like to think about the future. I'm a nerd in technology and that's how I always invested. And that's the reason we've done well. Fang, Big Seven, they're mostly tech stocks. So but that's different. I think you're not, you're missing the point of this. You're not watching the numbers go up. He's, he's not saying you're watching the numbers go up. He's saying you're hoarding your money and you're never letting it go. You're never spending it. You're never enjoying it. You're just hoarding it. And I think he's right. Yeah, I do. He or she, sorry. It, it, yeah, that's a great point. I do like watching the numbers go up. That gives me joy, but which would give me more joy. A helicopter ride in Hawaii or giving some money away to a good cause or watching some stupid numbers on a computer screen. And that is a, a flaw in my thinking. So this person is correct and so are you. Yes, that's right. That's right. I am always correct. Yeah. And I want to back up a second. I referred to a bull. If you're watching this on YouTube, we have a big Wall Street bull picture that I took actually a couple of weeks ago on a trip to New York. And I have a little bull sculpture. So all the confused people that are getting this on audio, that's what I was referring to. And you'll notice if you're watching the YouTube video, this picture has no other people around it. You have to get up at the butt crack it on to get to the bull and get pictures with nobody else around. Were we up at 630? 
Yeah, I think so. We were at the bowl at 630 and there were still a couple other people there, but not many. So we were able to get the shot without people. And Yeah, you just wait for everybody to leave and then it's open. You can take a nice picture. But holy cow, there's always it's swarmed almost all the time. So if you want a good picture, you got to get up early. Yeah. The, the bowl is so cool. We'll talk about it maybe more on a future episode, but I bet we will. read what it stands for and read how it got there because those two stories are pretty awesome, especially how it got there. Okay. On that tangent, our last comment, why not challenge them to be generous? Challenge them to give away $100,000 over the next six months to causes that matter to them. And this is the comment that we alluded to at the beginning of the show. This is the one that really made me stop and think. And there was, in addition to all of the positive comments directed towards us, we also heard a lot of people saying, Ramit was too hard on you. He pushed you too much. He was, he, he had a, an agenda. Well, of course he does. It's his podcast. He didn't hold a gun to my head and make me come on the show, make us come on the show. We reached out to him. We, I mean, we didn't really know what we were getting into, but we did it on purpose. And he was very helpful in almost every aspect. But I absolutely agree with this commenter. If I have any constructive criticism for Ramit, it's to incorporate giving into your everyday expenses, everyday spending, or every week, every month spending. So in 2024, we are actively looking for ways to give. I have a friend who is continuously looking for support for a teacher friend of ours and for the Lakota tribe near her. Every time she reaches out, I send her some money. And that's something that makes me feel good that I'm helping her support a cause that's close to her. We're also looking for more ways to help locally. Our daughter is involved in a program called Best Buddies, where they take neurotypical kids and pair them up with neurodivergent kids in a school setting to promote inclusion and support. And she's very involved in that. And we are getting more into supporting the Best Buddies community as well. Yeah, I, I think this is a great comment. And I do think this is where a lot of us are going to end up. And I'll back up a second and tell you why. With many people in the fly community, you tell them about the 4% rule and they're like, oh, I, I can't follow that. That's just way too risky. There's a whole blog, a very smart guy, big earn, early retirement now, who has written like hundreds of thousands of words about why the 4% rule should be, I think, the 3.2% rule. So I, I think that's the mindset with most of us. We tend to be very, very conservative. Do you see that as well? I do. And to anybody who is questioning the 4% rule, I would like to say, please email me, Mindy at MindyOnMoney.com, and I will send you the original article that Bill Bengen wrote in the Journal of Financial Planners or something from 1994. It is a fascinating article. It is not a light read. And you can read for yourself. He didn't just make this up. Also, he's a rocket scientist. I think he worked at NASA. Like, he's not just some guy who was like, hey, I think 4% will work. He did a ton of research and he shares that with you in this article. So I find people being very conservative. And also, I think that 4% is uh, spot on. Yeah. So my point is, I think most of us are going to end up with 
way more money than we need. And that's been the case with, with us, which is kind of, uh, can't even talk, which is should get some speech classes with some of our excess money. Yeah, it's a weird place to end up and it's weird to talk about. But I think that's how most of us are going to end up. So what is the next logical step or phase in FI? And I think it's giving money away. And there's something I want to build on as well. Like I've heard Warren Buffett talk and he said, well, upon my death, 99% of my fortune is going to be given away to this charity and this charity and my foundation. But the issue I have with that, can you guess what it is? No. The issue I have with Warren Buffett is the upon his death, why wouldn't you want to do something good with your money while you're alive when you could see it do something? At this time, I want to be really clear about something. I have no interest in seeing our name on a building or anything like that. I think it'd be more fun to do it stealthy, like some mysterious person just gave a million dollars to the Longmont Library for an expansion. I think that'd be a lot more fun than having our name on something or maybe our plastic dinosaurs have names. It's a whole other topic. We can name it after one of our plastic dinosaurs. Dinosaur Bob's Library Extension. Anyway, what I'm getting to, sorry, sorry, listeners. I want the Mindy Library. Okay, well. Speak for yourself. I want my name on every building. How about the Karen Library? (gasps) You are so fired. Looks like I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. Yes, you are. And Mindy needs a new co-host. But (laughs) yeah, I would encourage people, if you found yourself in a good place to try to do some good with your time and or your money while you're still alive, I, I think it would be super cool to see your money in action doing some pretty awesome things. And that's what we intend to do. Yep, I agree. So we would love to hear your thoughts on any of the comments that we received. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the episode. You can email me, Mindy at MindyOnMoney.com. And you can email him, Carl, that's C-A-R-L, Carl at MindyOnMoney.com. Ooh, I should set up an email with a K too, in case people get the name wrong. That is, I was just thinking that when I spelled your name. All right. So, hey, spell it either way and it'll still get to him. Yeah. So before we close out here, I want to say our first two episodes have been mostly about us. And the next couple may be about us too. We just want to tell everyone our backstory. But soon we're going to have interviews, money tips, and a bunch of other stuff that doesn't revolve around us because this feels a little bit weird. (laughs) I I, I, I don't don't want a library named after myself and I don't want to talk about it. Oh, so you're better than me. Is that what you're saying? I think the Karen Library sounds like a great idea. Wow. Doubling down. You're going to spend two nights on the couch. In the next show, we're going to talk about how we got to our net worth because that was also a comment. They wanted to know how we accumulated this money. So we will give you the juicy details. It was not easy. I've got scars and multiple tetanus shots. (laughs) Remember the emergency room visit where I had to get a shot and stitches and all that? Was that because you of your finger? Yeah, I was yeah. doing the plumbing in the crawl space, and uh, I slashed my finger open. And Don't give it all away. Broke a finger recently. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, such is the life of the millionaire yeah. next door. That was good. I regret nothing. <laughs> Almost nothing. I regret some things. We'll talk about that down the road. But thank you so very much for listening. We appreciate your time, and we hope you have a lovely day. 